Welcome to the Wedding Sassles, your no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups we see companies making and the practical strategies you can implement today. This month's topic is all about working for free. And in this episode, you'll learn how to decide which events are worth sponsoring and maximizing the opportunity. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negron. And welcome to The Shit Show. Episode 42 of The Wedding Sassholes. This is a great episode because it's a hot topic that you and I talk about all the time. We talk about all the time and because you host these events and I sponsor these events, that's why we talk about them all the time. Yes. And so, you know, if you're listening for the first time, long time listener, whatever, either way, this episode is perfect for no matter where you're at in your career journey, whether you are a brand new business and you have no referrals and nobody really knows who you are, mm-hmm. or... If you're like super duper busy and you're one of those people who's like, damn, we're slammed. I don't have a lot of time to go to all the networking events and attend all the things. I feel like sponsoring is a great way to stay top of mind. Yes, because unfortunately, if you are not out networking and people aren't seeing your work in places, they forget that you are still in business or they just assume that you went and found something else to do because Unfortunately, because of the pandemic, a lot of people did have to step out of weddings. Yeah. So it's just become common thought that if you don't see someone out at events or you don't see their work anywhere, that they decided to go corporate and do like banking or whatever. Yeah. Or yeah, if you went from being the person who was always there to the person who never shows up, um, or maybe you're somebody who built your whole following on social media and you never really kind of came out and had networking and focused on referrals as part of your business plan. And now you are. So today we're going to teach you all the tips. We're going to teach you all the tips. And I will tell you guys, this is how I put our name out there. So yeah, I highly encourage you to sponsor networking events. I did the same thing, though, when I started my career in catering. And I think this is like extra, extra when you're food and beverage vendors, because I think that, you know, as much as they might like you and have met you and the things look good, nobody's going to refer you if they haven't eaten your food. That's one of the big differences, right? So if it's photography or planning, you see it, you can see it on social media, you can see photos of the food, be it desserts, catering, whatever, you can see the photos, but if you can't taste it, it's really hard to put your stamp of approval on someone. It's one of those things that you have to, you have to experience. So that's, that's one of the difficult parts. Yeah. So in every single market, um, maybe not everywhere, but at least in our market, we have a lot of like monthly networking events. So there's different groups in different areas of the city. There's ABC, Association of Bridal Consultants and WIPA and Um, small local associations, maybe national associations like NACE in your market. But and if there isn't one, maybe you start your own and you get your friends to sponsor it. But, you know, the very first step is to decide which events if you've got many in your market, you've got to, you know, start to narrow it down and decide which ones. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind, I know we've spoken about this before. If you don't have the revenue coming in, so you don't have the business, you have the time. So make sure that you're planning your time accordingly. If you're the opposite and you don't have the time, make sure you're really conscious about which events you're doing and don't spread yourself too thin. 
Yeah, because sometimes people will overcommit and under deliver and then that doesn't that's not going to be the win for you. No, either. It defeats the entire purpose of doing this, to be honest with you. So Yeah. So if somebody asks you to sponsor an event or if you are on the hunt looking for a sponsor, here's just a few of the common questions that I would suggest kind of getting started with in terms of questions whether you ask them or you're asking yourself, you know, just as a starting place. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So- One of the main ones, if you're doing catering of any kind, desserts or food, is how many people is there going to be? Because that's going to tell you how much product you're going to need, how much time it's going to take you. So for for my standpoint, because I'm the food person, how many people are going to be there? But I also think it matters too for any category, because if you're a photographer and their event is like, oh, we have 15 people and it's a four-hour event, like how much can you really shoot of the same... 15 people over and over again. So I do think the quantity of attendees doesn't mean you should say no, but you want to, you don't want to think it's going to be like 100, 200 people and it's 20. Well, and also we're not saying that quantity is better than the quality, but you're more likely going to get your brand name out there when there's more quantity. Absolutely. And then next up would be out of the quantity that are attending, what's the vendor category makeup? So meaning, you know, is it how many venues, planners, DJs, photographers, we had a local group here that the whole group was DJs. And they would meet once a month, it was 15 to 25 DJs. And so if you as a photographer are not trying to build relationships with DJs, maybe that's not the right group for you to sponsor. So you do want to ask the question, not only of how many people, but what's kind of the mixture of people who attend? Because if you're really trying to get in front of only venues and planners, you know, some events we find, especially in our market too, that sometimes the venues don't come out and there's like one or two venues there. And so you might not be getting the reach you want in front of the right people. Well, that was something I was going to bring up is when you're sponsoring these events, if it has a theme, so if it's an educational thing, what is the education? Because that's going to also tell you what type of vendors are going to attend. So perfect example, the wedding venue map. Here's a plug for you. Um, The wedding venue map map is hosting an event um, this week, actually, about how to build relationships with venues, how to get in front of venues. So I can tell you that there's not going to be a lot of venues that are attending this event. Yes, there's a panel of venues, but as far as the attendees themselves, it's going to be more vendors. But there's also, we did an event, it was two years ago now, three years ago, where it was all education for venues specifically. So all of the attendees were venues. And so I definitely sponsored that one because I was the only cake person But this is why it's really important to ask because you are actually incorrect. We have a lot of new venues attending that event who want to hear from established venues on how they do. We probably have like 12 venues attending. Shocking. Oh, really? Like brand new ones? Yes. Like newer venues coming. So that's why you've got to ask the question. When you ask like, what's the makeup? I also agree with Vanessa that last year when we did this event, we only had like three venues there. But this year... There's a lot of newer venues and they're also interested to hear from an educational standpoint how the panel manages their venue list versus how they do it. So that's, it's really good to learn and understand. Mm-hmm. But the venue day that we had at Margarita oh, yeah, was all, all venues. venues. Oh, right. But that, hell, so yeah. just an, like an example like that, like don't just say, oh, cool. It's an, it's a wedding, it's a wedding industry networking event, but think of also who's attending, what is the education on things like that? 
Yeah. And then it's also important to ask, how are they promoting their sponsors? I think this is one of the things that my company figured out really early with our networking events was that to really go all in, if these people are going to give, how do we give back? But you want to be damn sure and clear because sometimes when it is like a local association and the board is full of volunteers, no shame in that game. I get it. But when it's an associate, and this is for many across the country that I've met and connected with, they're a bunch of volunteers, right? So the a lot of times the best they can do, maybe they put the logo in the email blast, Maybe they put it on the Eventbrite and the Facebook post, and that's kind of the extent of it. So you really want to find out how are they going, how are they going to promote that you're going to be a sponsor of the event? Mm -hmm. Just so your expectations are right. You know what I mean? You don't want to go in thinking it's going to be one thing and it's the polar opposite. Well, that's how we get in trouble, right? Just presumptions. But also, if it's just going to be one little table tent at the event itself, is that really... Is that worth the shout out to me? Yeah. And it's hard if you've been, if you've done even like another event in your market. And then, so you would just assume they all kind of do it the same. That is not mm-hmm. the case. It is not, not, not all events are created equal. Another thing to look out for is, is there going to be a professional photographer or videographer at the event? Are you going to get photos and professional edited videos slash photos back from this event? Or are you going to have to do everything via your cell phone? That's a big deal. Professional photos versus the ones that you take yourselves is a, is a big difference. And that's a, that's a benefit sponsoring. Yeah. And I would ask what's the turnaround time? Like when should I expect to receive them? And I would also reach out in advance. This is, I'm getting ahead of ourselves, but while it's on my mind, you want to know who it is, who's going to sponsor it so that you can reach out in advance to be like, Hey there, I would love a few shots like this or something specific if you have specific needs. And that's why you're like, Oh damn, let's say you're a brand new vendor in a category. And you're like, God, I need social media content so bad. So maybe you're like a bar company and you say, to the photographer, listen, if I bring like, if I make like five or six different signature drinks, like with the cute garnishes and whatever, could you get me shots of it? Like we're only going to have the one at the event, but could you get me some extra photos? It's the way you build relationships and that alone might be worth it for you to sponsor. But you want to make sure you know in advance because sometimes I would say in our industry, there's a lot of times there's a photographer and then sometimes there's video. Sometimes, yeah, there's not always video. But I've also been to events where they didn't get a photography sponsor, very unfortunately. So that is, that is a very big question. Yeah, I mean, we've done it, that before too. Like if we do a casual coffee connect, I'm not always like it's an hour and a half coffee mixer. Like, right. do we really need a professional photographer? But I also don't ask for a lot of sponsorship for a coffee mixer. So you want to ask that leads like right into the next one. Like what's the theme and the color palette? Because mm-hmm. if we're having a casual coffee event. It's 90 minutes. People come in, they drop their stuff, they grab a cup of coffee, they mingle around. We would have florists who would say, oh, do you want me to sponsor that? I saw you didn't have a florist. I was like, nobody really sits down. So I feel like you investing time, energy, and money into floral on a tablescape where no one's really going to sit. They just mix, mingle, walk around their coffee, and they chat. I don't really feel like that's a fair representation of the brand. So you want to ask, like, is there a theme? What's the color palette? Because what if you say, yes, I would love to do that. And then they're like, oh, it's Halloween themed. And Vanessa's like, I don't want to make a Halloween themed desserts. Like, that's not my brand. Well, even as regular catering, if there's a theme, say they're doing something on Cinco de Mayo, if you don't tell me that the theme is Cinco de Mayo and I make a bunch of Italian food, uh, miss the ball. Like, 
it's it's very important. You can coordinate things, but it's also good because you can coordinate with the other vendors depending on what your category is and make sure that everything is aesthetically pleasing and everything flows really well. So yeah, and it's cohesive. Asking for the sponsors, mm-hmm, cohesive. Asking for the sponsors and also asking for the color or the theme. The next one is a big one for me. Yeah. I personally, and if, if this is not your thing, then so be it. I personally do not sponsor events that are at venues that I don't service. So if it is outside my service range, I will not sponsor it because A, when other vendors see you at that specific venue, they just automatically assume that you service that venue or that you're on the preferred list at that venue. And if I don't service the venue, it's kind of counterproductive. But also if you sponsor an event at a venue that you do not service because they are outside your delivery range, that venue, if they really like your stuff, they want to add you to the list, but you have to break it to them as, I'm sorry, we don't come out this far. I'm not driving an hour and a half or something. So I personally do not volunteer to sponsor events at venues that I do not service. Yeah, I think the venue is such an important factor because even if it's, you know, you do have things like service areas and delivery areas, but it also factors in a lot on the venue when, what if it's not your style? What if you're like bougie and modern and whatever, and it's at like a super rustic-y barn? Like Mm -hmm. if it's not, if it doesn't match up with your ideal client, I think asking what's the venue is probably one of the most important factors all the way through. So it it does have to do with service area and spaces and things like that. At the same time, it might be a venue that you've been wanting to get in front of and just haven't had the opportunity. Yeah. And that kind of leads right into outside of, you know, this conversation kind of started with someone asking you to sponsor what are the questions, but I also want you to be proactive as a business owner and, or whether you work for someone else and whatever, and look for opportunities to sponsor. So, you know, get on the email list for every single association, networking group, whatever, because usually what will happen is they'll either put out a save the day, they'll put out, here's where the event's going to be. So the venues tend to be a little bit, if you're a venue listening to this, you really want to like get ahead because most of the organizations are looking for venues, but they're like three to four months ahead. They might not be promoting it, but they usually have that venue box checked. But when you see something that's like Vanessa said, at a space where you want to work at and someone you want to partner with, you really want to make be proactive and reach out to the organizer and be like, hey, have you already checked the box for X yet? Um, you know, I would love to provide, you know, my, you know, I'd love to provide my goods, my services and whatever to be able to build that relationship. Great. So now that we have all of our questions and we're going to be sponsoring. What are we going to be doing before the event? How do we set up for this? How do we set ourselves up for success? Yeah, so sometimes um, as an organizer of events, we get the confirmation that says, yes, um, you're going to do it and uh, you're going to be the sponsor and it's like, great. So before I even get a chance to ask you for it, I want you to send over your logo, your company bio, like a few sentences, your headshot. Like I want you to be proactive again. And as soon as you say you're going to sponsor, just send everything they could possibly need to be able to promote because... When we post about our uh, sponsors on social media, we'll share their logo. Sometimes we do a headshot, just depends. We usually like to put like two to three sentences about the company, not just say, this is who's going to do desserts today. Like we want to kind of talk about them. So be proactive and send that information into the organizers before they get a chance to ask you, because then maybe you're the first vendor that gets featured. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to make that part of your swag, guys. Just so you know. Yep. 
before the event, uh, be be proactive and show your venues and your other sponsors that you are a team player and promote the event. Yep. Make sure that you are also promoting. Tell people that you're going to be there. Put it on your business page. You can tell your clients. You can tell your um your other vendor partners. But make sure that you're also putting out the event, the, the event, not just sponsoring it and then expecting them to do all the work for you as well. Yeah. You want to be, you want to be a team player. That goes a long ways. When they're, especially when it's a B2B event, right? Like you've got relationships that maybe the organization doesn't have. So you might be able to pull in by sending like individual invitations to your vendor, venue, planner, your partners that you work with pretty regularly being like, hey there, we're really excited to sponsor this event. Um, I go pretty regularly. I'm not sure you've ever been. Here's the link to the information, the ticket and whatever, because it's really great when you can also show that not only as a sponsor, you bring even more value because maybe it's a group you want to sponsor more often. So show that you bring value to the table also by bringing more people there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know, so anytime I'm at any type of event, and I know that we will be sponsoring an upcoming event, if, especially if it's for new people, if it's just a coffee chat with someone, or if it's adventurous vendoring, or we just go do activities together, I make sure that I tell them all the upcoming events that are coming. And I invite them personally, send yeah. them a little invite uh, and let them know that we are sponsoring. And hey, I'd love if you could come as my guest or if you want to meet up, I'll be at this event or that event, whatever. Yeah, because usually as the sponsor, you get a free ticket for yourself. Maybe you get two free tickets. And so you could use that also, like you said, as a way to reach out to some new people. Maybe you've been trying to connect to. Maybe there's a planner that you're like, damn, I've been really trying to get in front of her. She hasn't really replied. But if you reach out and say, hey, I would love to invite you to be my guest and attend, you didn't have to pay for your ticket. So maybe you have to buy their ticket. But it's a great way to build even more relationships. And then they get to see you at work. And don't sleep on the new people. They are new yeah. and up and coming, but remember, they are going to be the future of your industry. So don't sleep on the new people. Make that connection. I'm telling you, years on the road, it's going to take you a long way. Yeah. And when you not only sharing about attending the event, I also like letting people know you're a sponsor, but get them excited about what you'll be providing, what you'll be, if you're the caterer and you're doing the menu or if you're desserts, like what are they going to have? Get them all psyched up about it because then you get me looking forward to what we're going to you know, have and be enjoying. Well, make it interactive. You can always ask, you know, what do you guys want to see? What do you want to try? Do a survey, do a poll, um, ask your other vendor partners, what kind of things would you like to try at this event? Or is there anything that we've done in the past that you want to see again? Um, Things like that. Get them excited, get them involved. The engagement, it's all about the engagement. Yes. All right, I'm going to soapbox. I'm getting up on my soapbox. When you, I know when you sponsor these events, I need you be prepared to blow it out. Meaning you cannot show up and do the bare minimum. Sometimes we see this in categories where there's higher costs, like floral and catering and food and stuff. Um, Maybe sometimes they have a budget. They're not asking for straight sponsoring. So they're like, oh, we have $20 a person. And the caterer will be like, well, for $20 a person, I can do penne with red sauce, Caesar salad, chicken, and steamed vegetables. No offense. That is not leaving an amazing impression behind. 
You are not meant to be profitable. It is meant to cover the majority of your costs or even some of the costs. But this is an opportunity for you to leave an amazing impression and go above and beyond. Nothing is sexier than when I reach out to a vendor and say, hey, here's here's what we're looking at. And they're like, oh, I've got this idea for floral. And I just, I want to, we're going to do like five, you know, four tall ones and the other one's small ones and some only candlescapes to help save, to put more. And they blow out. You know what? They get business every single time from it. So go above and beyond. You want people to talk about it. You want them to remember it. You want them to show their clients hey, we were just at this event, this person sponsored it, look at what they did, you should check them out, use them for your event. You want them to talk about it. You don't want them to have that mediocre experience and not want to work with you again. It has happened many times. It has, it has, And in every single category of vendor, every single category, I've seen like, you know, I've seen a linen company send out like black poly linen and I'm thinking all the linen in your repertoire, even if they said they wanted black, why wouldn't you send out a Lamore or a crushed velvet or like something that's got some texture and just shows that more that I can do black poly. So think about like, really, what do you want to showcase? And if you've got a new idea, and we'll talk about this a lot more next week, but if you've got new ideas or things you want to highlight, you know, make sure that you're doing that to leave that lasting impression. That's what I do. I use vendors as guinea pigs. So when we have a new service that I want to want to showcase, yeah. I use it at a networking event so that I can blow it out, but I can also get feedback on it before I give it to the clients. Yes. Okay, so now let's talk about during the event. We've done all this pre-work. We know we're sponsoring it. Now we're here at the event. How do we maximize our investment in terms of doing this for free at the event? So remember when we literally just talked about if you want photos, touch base with the photographer, make sure that you have like a list of shots that you want. You can't do that if you're late. So you need to be there early to set up and be done at least 30 minutes before the event starts. That gives you plenty of time to set up. It gives you plenty of time to speak with the other sponsors. It also gives you plenty of time to touch base with the photographer and get your photos that you want. Yeah, you've got to be ready early. Mm-hmm. Don't be stressing out everyone because you're not there. There's nothing worse than being at an event and everybody knows who's sponsoring, like the other sponsors, I mean, not like the guests. The other sponsors are like, hey, is so-and-so coming? Like it's it's 15 minutes till the event starts and they're not here Well, yet. let's also though talk about the guests because as someone who hosts events, you little shits, y'all show up early, like crazy oh my gosh. early yeah, because of hour. traffic. Like literally sometimes an hour early and you come in. That's the mind blowing part. It's one thing when I think I'm going to be traffic. I assume everything in Orlando takes an hour to drive to. And sometimes it's only 35 minutes, but I sit in my car and shut up and scroll TikTok or post on social or do whatever. I don't walk into the venue expecting it to be ready, but this happens. So if you're a scoot in at the last minute vendor, it doesn't work well for you. Don't do it. It looks, it looks really bad, but people also associate if you are, that late to an event that you know that there are other vendors at, how late are you to a real event for yeah, a client? That's the assumption. There e- A is. equals B, no matter mm-hmm. how you're looking at it, that's how other people are looking at it. That's how the venue is receiving it, the planner, the organizer, they all receive it that way. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's the day of, we are going to make sure that we post on social media, all of our behind the scenes, make sure we're tagging people. We touched base on this last week, week before about making sure that you are crediting the people that are involved. Mm -hmm. If you do a video, make sure you geotag, okay? Geotag your locations of the venue and where you're at. 
Make sure you're giving credit to the vendors where credit is due. So tag everyone that's going to not only build relationships with those other venues, but it's going to it's going to pop up on their feeds and their clients will see it. The other vendors who didn't make it to the event will see it. Yeah, it makes so them fall sure that. Mm-hmm. It creates some FOMO. I really like one of my favorite ideas and I've seen it work really well. So let's say um, you're sponsoring and you really want to make sure you're not going to maybe have time. Maybe you're the photographer, right? So you don't really have time to work the entire room to get to everybody's business cards, whatever. You could run a cute little giveaway that's like a one hour family session or something like that and kind of put it maybe on a cocktail table with some of your marketing materials and things like that. Um And you could do it to collect everyone's business cards and random pull a card. You could do a sign that says, follow us on social media with a link to your Instagram to enter to win. Um, Just something that is a way for you to maybe build rapport when you're a category like a DJ, a photographer, and you're working the event in a different way than maybe dessert or catering or whatever would be. Um, so think about like, how are you going to capture everyone's information? So you get the chance to follow up with them after the fact while you're there at the event. I mean, you can't ask the sponsor for a list, but it's always good to have the people volunteer. I will tell you you the majority of them don't give it out. They don't No, I know that that's what I'm saying is they're like, you have to figure it out yourself. Yeah, you can ask them, but they don't always give it. And so it's always better to just get it directly from the guests themselves. Another thing is make sure that you have signage somewhere, like a QR code, um, especially if you're the photographer walking around. I mean, you're not going to walk around and just hand them your business card to every person. But if you have a QR code on a table, like the registration table that says who you are, have them go directly to your Instagram. Just you want you want to be able to have people find you without having to hit every single person in that room. Yeah. And that's one of those questions to ask the organizer in advance. Like, how do you give our information out? Am I listed on things? Do you have a table where the sponsors can put all our stuff on like your marketing materials, like business cards, rack cards, things like that. I do want you to remember though, that these are B2B referrals. So one of the mistakes I see a lot of times is that um, vendors and sponsors will bring like their like only their wedding stuff. And it might, it's a little bit different of a reason of why I would refer you than just maybe what's on your marketing postcard for your wedding. So if you're going to bring some marketing content, think about like maybe designing a postcard that's like five reasons why venues love to refer us, you know, or something like that. Right. So something like different, you know, or promotional items like promo, like swag, you know, all the little, you know, shit on the table and pens and things like that. But think through, you know, it's just for that group of people of really business to business connections. Mm -hmm. It is good to have a separate marketing material just for B2B as opposed to when you're trying to directly speak to a client. So that might be something that you guys put in your, um, your shows and showcases boxes. Mm-hmm. When you go do these types of things, have some of those as well. I would say when like during the day, during the event, if you can make sure that you are actually being appreciative and thank you people for coming, you can participate as one of the sponsors, but it's also helping out the organizer of greeting people, thanking them, making sure that you are hospitable. I mean, don't just Don't just be a fly on the wall. Make sure you're actually involving yourself. I think my secret introvert tip for those who are like, I don't, I don't want to be the extrovert tip is asking the host, like, can I speak? Can I do a 60 second commercial? You know, can I talk about my business? The introverts are like, oh my God, I'd rather die. And I get that. So here's the sexy idea for introverts offer to work, 
offer to work the check-in table. I mean, mm-hmm. this again, doesn't work if you're the photographer, but you're already walking around with a camera. But if you're a category like floral or, you know, something that's kind of a drop and go category, say, hey, do you need help with registration? Because the check-in table is such an easy way for you to get to connect with all or half or a third of whoever walks up, you get to meet them and be like, oh, I did the desserts today or, oh, the flowers on the table are ours, you know, whatever that's and without you having to like stand up and talk the whole time. You don't have to walk across the room and talk to a random person. No, no, no. You get to greet everyone. And it's as the introvert in the room, it's much easier to do the registration table than to walk over to a group of people that you don't know and introduce yourself. Yeah. And if we haven't like hit this home enough, you need to treat this event like it is someone's wedding because every single vendor that you're partnering with, you need to do the same steps you would do at a wedding. You need to, you know, send over the timeline. Here's the plan. Let's review it. I can't tell you how many times it's the day of or the day before. And the DJ is like, oh, what kind of music do you want today? And I'm thinking in my head, like, I have a thousand things to freaking do today. This isn't the time to be asking me that fucking question. Like, why didn't you ask me that a week ago, 48 hours ago? Like, it just tells me like, are you this unprepared when you walk into someone's wedding? Mm-hmm. And it's not, I mean, I'm, and I know they're sponsoring. So please don't be over there like, uh, they're working for free, Shannon. But the impression you're leaving on people is that you, that you half-ass shit. But if you also have the attitude of, well, I'm doing this for free, then you shouldn't be doing it because you're uh-huh. going to have a piss poor attitude the entire time. Agreed. Okay. So we've got a plan before, during, after the event. Where do we get started after the event? After the event. Please have a game plan going into this for follow-ups. I know that we say this constantly, but you should always have a game plan for follow-ups. Follow-ups people that you met. Follow-ups for thanking this, the um, the venue for having you. Thank you for the the planner or the organizer for having you as their host. Like, Make sure you follow up with everyone. Any leads that you have, any new people that you met, people that started following you from the event that you didn't get to touch base with. Like, Follow up. Please have a game plan. Don't just hey, it was nice meeting you. Hope to work with you soon. That's so lame. Yeah, think about everybody who tagged you on social. Share the post. DM Mm -hmm. them. Thanks so much for the share. We really appreciate it. When you get the professional photos and videos, fucking share them. Like as an organizer, I do so much work to make sure we literally give a shot list to the photographer of every single vendor, what types of things like suggested shots. This is the bar company. Maybe get like a close-up of the bartender pet. Like we give literally a social media shot list. Do you know how many times we then send them over and they never post them? They ne- And I get it. Maybe you hate them, but like put that shit on your stories for 24 hours. I don't care. Like share it, post it out there, you know, put the information out there. You can even take the images if you are SEO focused this year and you're like, I need content to blog and you're a brand new company. You can even use those. Im- you can blog the entire event. You can use the images like in another blog post, but like take advantage of it. Know that you can you can ask for feedback from the host itself. How do you think it went? Is there anything that you saw that we could change? It's opening the door for saying, hey, I'm open to the criticism and I'm I'm welcoming it. So if there's anything that we could have done better or you thought our services that we needed to fix, be open to that feedback. Um, I wouldn't necessarily put it out to every person that you met, but I would ask directly like to the people the that sponsored, yeah, to the host itself. Of hey, did like how do you think the overall event went? How did how did my staff do? Send them for some feedback. I think that's a big thing. It shows that you're open. 
So I'm going to give you, we're going to talk about a specific example without naming the person. And this person listens to the podcast, so they're going to hear it. But they already know because we've talked about it. So they asked for feedback after one of our events. And I said, well, are you sure you're ready? And they said, yep. And I said, we need to have a conversation with how late you arrived, not only to this event, but to this event, the other event I saw you sponsor, you are like running in at the last minute. And yes, are you like set by the supposed start time? But guests are actually there and you're starting as a newer company to get a reputation for being late. And I, I'm not sure I would have I'm not sure I would have volunteered that information if they hadn't asked for feedback because I was concerned with their like, I didn't want to hurt their feelings. I didn't want them. I knew they were a new business and they were trying really hard and they didn't have a big team, but they opened the door to ask us for feedback. And, you know, within the last five, four or five months, that company has made huge strides to change the game because he was like, I do not want that to be my reputation. And so... Mm He's now the first vendor at almost every single one of these events. He's set so early and ready to go that no one could ever, literally, like no chance that they could come back and be like, oh my God, did you see they were late again? Nope, no chance. So, but if you don't ask the host for feedback, especially when you're sponsoring, I kind of feel guilty as someone who hosts shit to turn around and be like, hey, Vanessa, by the way. You're, you're, thanks for uh, sponsoring, but uh, you thanks for sponsoring, you but your apple, pie, your apple pie tarts taste like crap. Like you know, I mean, I would never say that, and her stuff never tastes like crap. But, um, but I think that that's an easy one when you ask for that feedback. Be ready with it, and then my last tip in the after the event is, this has only happened to me three times in all of the events, and the last one actually was me moderating a panel somewhere else that I walked in and one of the panelists handed me a handwritten thank you card and said, thank you so much for moderating this panel and, you know, being in charge today and making it so easy for us. And the questions were so well organized and I really appreciate it and blah, 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 whatever. I not only instantly followed them on social media, I like turned around and said, you know, damn, how do I do business with someone who does things? like? I mean, it was a bridal salon in Tampa. It's like two hours away. It's not even in my market. I'm like, I followed her and I am paying attention to her. So not only should you do a handwritten thank you card to whoever hosted and asked you to sponsor or had you sponsor, but I also want you to remember it's an opportunity to build relationships, which everybody's usually trying to the venues and the planners. And so, of course, it would be nice to do with every vendor, but like maybe Cake does never talk to photographer, you know, whatever. I get it. But like do that handwritten thank you, even if you just pre-write them and you give it to them that day. You don't even have to mail it after the fact, but it's such it's such a set apart. It, it definitely makes you stick out in their mind, right? Yep. Well, we like to end every episode giving you that swag. I hope you learned all the things to do if you're going to sponsor today to maximize that opportunity. Three action items to add to your to-do list. You got some homework going on. Shannon, take us off. First up is reach out to networking groups in your area asking about their events for the next few months. Be proactive. So reach out and say, where are you having them? What venues? And do you need my category? You know, so that we can like be proactive. It's the last part of the year. If you're listening to this on the original date, if you're listening to it on the replay, doesn't matter. Just think the next three months, where can I participate and get myself out there? 
following being proactive, I want you to create a file for sponsoring. So in that file, it should have your logo, your company bio, any information that you think that they might need for you as a sponsor to make it easy peasy for the sponsor, for the sponsor, for the host to put your stuff out there at Make it like a branding file. Yeah. So wait, want- not only branding, I also want your business license. I want your liability insurance in there because maybe the mm-hmm. venue doesn't care if you're listed as an additionally insured as a sponsor, but like give it to me in a way that I can literally just dump it and be like, here you go to whoever needs it. It on might the be more than, it might be more than what they need or what Who they cares? require. But you know what? It shows that you're proactive and you're professional and you have it all together for them. Last up is your follow-up. Vanessa said it and said it again, and I'll say it to the last. You do all of this work and then you don't follow through. So whether you get the list from the company, whether you reach out to them by DMs, maximize that opportunity. Reach out to the people you met or who posted about you and build connections moving forward. Look into the brands and say, here's the three to five people I damn sure want to make sure I'm connecting with. If you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or we made you laugh, follow, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. We are still talking working for free as part of your marketing this month. And our next episode is the pros and cons of sponsoring nonprofits and charities. Now go make epic shit happen.